Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Airbnb Nomads podcast. You're joined by me, Alex, and the main man, Mr. Poo. And on this week's Property Education Masterclass, we're joined by Claire and Terry Payne. Now, Claire is a marketing expert. She's going to be discussing all of the details around how you can build your own personal brand and have a really strong social media presence moving into 2024. And her partner, Terry, is an all-round property tradesman expert. He's going to be talking about all of the do's and don'ts around your own personal property renovation projects. So stay tuned. This is going to be a really exciting episode. Here we go. This week, we've got two fantastic guests, the fabulous duo, Claire and Terry Payne. Claire is a marketing expert, so she's going to give us all the tips and tricks that we need to know how to market our business. And Terry is a all-round trades experts and property refitter, builder, tradesman, kind of everything. Jack of all trades. So he's going to give us some knowledge around that subject. So really excited to have you guys on. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having us. Really delighted to be here. And that was a really nice welcome as well. You're welcome. Well, it's all true. It's all true. You are a a marketing guru, so we hear across the across the industry. So, I told you that you got the wrong, <laughs> got the wrong person. <laughs> You've, yeah, you got a lot to live up to now. Um, yeah, thanks. No pressure. But yeah, we thought it would be good to have you guys on because obviously you bring a lot of a lot of stuff to the table. Obviously, this is you know primarily a you know a property podcast, but Claire, with your marketing expertise i think we can get a lot of a lot of advice from you that obviously our viewers and listeners are going to be able to use across their businesses whether it's property or just in general right i would imagine mm-hmm. so so claire why don't we start with you why don't you tell us a little bit about you where it all began who you are where you're from um and we'll get stuck into it well so where it all began so i've been in marketing for or oh, nearly 20 years um, so I worked my way up in, in marketing roles to head of departments, left that and, uh, owned a marketing training company for four years, co-owned it, um, and exited that last year. And now I do marketing consultancy and Terry and I, um, we've started our property journey as well. So we've got a serviced accommodation business and a buy to let business. Um, and I suppose really where my marketing kind of falls into it is obviously, you know, we've got to make sure that our business gets exposure because, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's very easy to get complacent and think, you know, you go off on this journey and everything's going to come flooding to you. But actually, you've got to put in the legwork because there are lots of people in this industry doing really great stuff and you've got to really stand out. So I think with marketing, that's that's kind of one of the things that, you know, has been really sort of helping us with our mm. property journey obviously Terry with um, what he does on the building and refurb side, you know, he obviously looks at things quite objectively and can make uh, really good decisions about the properties that we're looking at. And obviously, you know, the SA property that we've just got up and running needed a lot of doing to it before we could get it going. So, you know, he's, he's obviously the brawn and I'm the, I don't want to say brains. <laughs> <laughs> he is very pretty though. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. He is. He's gorgeous. So, so what I, I, makes you guys want to come into um, into property in the first place? I mean, is that because of Terry's? Is that because of your background that um, you've been in trades and, you know? No, we've talked about it for quite a number of years. 
um, about property and different things like that. And we've refurbed a couple of our own properties over the years and where I do, um, all my clients have uh, got properties all around the country and different places and stuff like that. It just made us, I don't know, it just push on basically. It's kind of, we spoke probably last five, six years yeah, about I mean, it. You've always loved property, haven't you? You yeah. always, you know, you, you love going around people's houses and having a little look around and reconfiguring them nurse. and giving yeah. them ideas <laughs> and, um, you know, I think you know, there's a genuine passion there. And I think, you know, actually, I would say probably it's more yours, your passion, mm. than it was mine to start with. Um, and uh, I think the opportunity just came around where we were just kind of reevaluating what what we do and what the future looks like. And, you know, equally, if you do a good job with it, you have to excuse the dog if you can hear him snoring. <laughs> I thought that was scary for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's under my chair. He's under my chair. <laughs> yeah, so really sorry to all the listeners listening. If you hear the snoring, it's our bulldog Khan under the under the table. Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes use that excuse. Uh, it's because yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's I'm boring him usually. That's yeah. what it is. So yeah, so I think you know we we um any what was I saying? I was saying basically you know if you do a good job with it, it can be actually a really lucrative you know business so many people mm -hmm. are successful in it um you know there's so many opportunities and obviously you know where else is better to invest your money than in property because mm -hmm. what always happens with properties you know yeah we might have the odd dip yeah we might have the odd issues with you know in you know interest rates and whatnot but that always returns and mm -hmm. you know it's always very relative so apart from gold it's uh probably a safe bet to put your money into mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm actually quite um, selfishly excited to hear some of your advice and guidance on marketing, Claire, because kind of what you said at the beginning, um, I didn't really, I mean, obviously I know marketing is important as the world progresses with social media and exposure and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah, it, it, you've got to be living under a rock to not know how important it is to any business. But it wasn't until we kind of started trying to build this business and really leaning heavily into trying to get exposure and trying to get our brand out there and trying to get, you know, followers on social media, for example, that I just realized that it's, it's such a, a huge subject and topic. And a lot of people yeah. say it's kind of like black magic, you know, you don't really know, you just kind of throw stuff out there and just hope that it kind of sticks. Um, yeah. So really excited to kind of hear. Yeah kind of about that subject really I think a lot of a lot of the listeners will be too because it's everything yeah. nowadays isn't it yeah absolutely no more and yellow pages what happened to the yellow there pages? is no more <laughs> I know there's no more yellow pages it's not ideal as well you know you know yellow pages you just be able to stand on and reach things now there's no point yeah yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah. you know the yellow pages I mean marketing's always been something marketing is always been important it doesn't it doesn't matter what your business is mm -hmm. you know you have to market yourself it's just the, the way in which you do it yep. will vary. But one thing is really certain is social media plays a massive part in that. However, what we've got to remember with social media is it's a very fickle place. And so, you know, you don't control that space. You don't control that environment. You know, it's if, if Facebook was taken away tomorrow or Instagram was taken away tomorrow and you were solely reliant on those channels for your, you know, influence and for your potential leads and your customers or your investors or whoever it is you're trying to target, you lose that overnight. So, mm -hmm. you know, social media plays an important part in what you do within your marketing, but it's just one 
element of what you do in your marketing mm -hmm. and you know it can be fantastic at building you know profile um but it equally the algorithms shift and then you know you can equally lose your reach you can lose your engagement and there have been lots of changes that have happened over the last sort of six seven years on platforms in terms of how engagement especially on platforms like facebook and instagram where the organic reach has just really dropped and mm. it's much harder for you as a business to um get that organic reach you know they 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 don't want you to um get anywhere unless you're putting a bit of spend behind it or you know you're really spending time nurturing and then we've got psycho psychology behind it all and actually mm -hmm. how people speak and how people engage and mm -hmm. what they want to see from you so it's a very multifaceted um element of your marketing and there is a very as well as there being a very strategic way that you have to approach it in my view um there are lots of um there are lots of just nuances around how you show up who you are you know it's the devil is actually in the planning you can't just go out and chuck stuff out there on on a whim you've got to have a bit of a focus right. and a bit of a direction yeah yeah you've got to know what you're doing with it but you've got to work hard as anything to get those people out of social media those people that you're engaging with because you know social media can be taken away at any point so you've got to have other channels in place and other ways of filtering people through to actually create a sustainable business where you can actually, you know, successfully convert your your customers or your audience, whoever they are. Hmm. Claire, so would you say that um, so right right now, uh, would dig digital marketing would be the main focus for, you know, for for everyone? Uh, would that be the case or should because i mean there's so many ways that you can do marketing you can do gorilla yeah. marketings you can do direct to vendors campaigns you can do letterings you know you can do ugly board um, yeah, you know all, you all sort of things but would you would you reckon that um digital marketing is the best way to reach people in that case yeah well i mean i think you know we can't ignore the fact that digital marketing is a really important part of marketing you know and digital marketing is more than just social media it's you know your email marketing it's for the region yep. your paid ads it is all this mm -hmm. you know influencer marketing there's there's a whole bunch of different digital marketing tactics that you can employ within your mm. business but you know when you're starting out in property sometimes you know a lot of the people i come across you know whether they're new new to property or whether they're just new in business in general they don't have the confidence they don't have the skills no. to actually you know they don't like social media they yeah. don't understand what it is to create content and yeah. what's important about it so there are things like networking getting out talking to people mm. um certainly when we started with our service accommodation business we didn't have our website in place I knew how to navigate social media, but it was very new for us in that we didn't really have um, a profile or really any exposure in the property world. Mm. So it almost felt a little bit like we were imposters. You know, we mm. weren't bona fide property people at that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at my LinkedIn profile or, you know, you look my LinkedIn profile was primarily marketing. Mm -hmm. um, Terry, you don't really use social media a huge amount, do you? No, not at all. And no. our property platforms, they didn't really have um, 
much content on them at all. Mm. So one of the things that worked really well for us was a brochure, which I knocked up in Canva, made mm. it look nice, you know, used a lot of stock imagery, didn't even have our own photography at that point. Yep. And that's actually really served very well when we're going out speaking to letting agents or when we're speaking to landlords just as a you know a professional way of getting the you know the door open so yep. yes digital marketing has it play has its place mm. it's not the be all and end all mm. there are many ways that you can do marketing without necessarily having that skill to to be able to navigate social media but the, the thing i would always say is to anybody who doesn't really understand marketing isn't comfortable isn't confident with digital marketing is just focus on one thing Mm. focus on one thing get good at that good at that and then start layering it up um, right. because it, it can be it like it can be super overwhelming when when you first start mm. it as well and you know let's, let's say for example some of the stuff is not sustainable it's you know let, let's say for example we do like a lettering campaign now the stuff that came through the door most of the time would go in the bin so you know how how much uh, how, and how long would you have to keep doing the campaigns until <laughs> You pull it's not that cheap, one it? lead. It's not cheap it's not as well. Cheap. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And that's the one thing I think what often people think of is, oh, I'm going to start putting a couple of bits on social media or I'm going to send out um, a mail shot or I'm going to send uh, some something through the post. Or I'm going to put an ad in the local paper. They're going to do it once and they're going to think that's going to be enough. And unfortunately, it isn't. You have to repeat this stuff because, you know, what, we, what it, it's the same with anything. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, social media. It doesn't matter whether it's somebody popping up in your inbox or whether it's something coming through the door. The likelihood of somebody actually paying attention to that the first time it lands is, you know, very slim. Yeah, it's, it takes a while. And also the messaging that you put behind it, because you know, different people resonate differently, mm. you know, different, different people will lead, you know, uh, respond to different types of messaging yes. um, different hooks, different, you know, ways in which you show up visual. Some people are more visual. Some people are more auditory. Some mm. people like to touch things and more kinesthetic. So yep. your marketing has to have a balance and you have to keep doing things consistently yep. and measure what's actually working lean into it more but it doesn't mean that's going to work forever no, so yeah. you know i think it's it's this is why i say you know it, it's important that you kind of think about one thing that's going to make you know the biggest difference to you to start with and then start layering it up, up. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly i think would you say sorry so would you say like knowing your audience is um let's say knowing your your the people that you're going to market to that's is that like vitally important at first? Hundred percent. It's rule because one otherwise they wouldn't read your ads. Yeah. You wouldn't see the stuff yeah. that you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you 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 really do have to get under the skin of who it is you want to target, mm. and also you know thinking about what it is that they're they're struggling with. What are their mm. challenges? What are their their problems? What are their pains? What are their aspirations? Their desires? I mean, sometimes it's not even you know somebody's struggling or has a pain. Sometimes it's very an ego driven thing. So, you know, status is as equally as important as somebody who's got something that's keeping them awake at night and a problem that they yeah, want to solve. Yeah. It's more than just knowing where they're hanging out and, you know, what they do. And, you know, it's about actually their psychographics and, mm. you know, how, how they view the world and all those sorts of things. The more you can understand your ideal customer or your whoever it is you're trying to target, the more success you'll have. Mm. 
do, do you think do you think claire that um because of the explosion of social media and you know everybody's an expert right um on social yeah. media do you think that um it's starting to lose its uh its trust and um, uh, you know people just kind of look suspiciously at everybody nobody really wants to you know you know everybody just kind of thinks everybody's just a little bit contrived fake, fake. Yeah. yeah 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 i think and also i think you know there's a lot of question marks over is this content that i'm seeing actually authentic and from the the mm. person that's actually posted it because you know we've got a lot of ai out there at the moment and yeah. you know lots of content that's you know, probably being created by chat GPT at the moment. And it is very, very difficult for them people to really know what's real. I mean, do you remember when, you know, you used to sort of see lots of augmented imagery and Photoshop was first out and you're like, oh, they've got a filter on or they've got, <laughs> it, it's almost like that, but in written form now and even yeah. presentations and stuff like that. So one have, of the things- Have you guys seen um, that there's, I think there's, there's the one called Deep Fake, uh, where what one of the guys, uh, he, well, he, he looked like Tom Cruise. Uh, oh, and then he, yeah. And he, and he did like, um, you know, I, I don't know what his, what his name is, um, but he did like a campaign. Oh my goodness. That was brilliant. <laughs> it is. I mean, do you know what? It's really clever. Um, yeah. I wish I was that clever, but yeah. it's things like Fire Festival. I mean, you look at Fire Festival, it's on Netflix and it was just supposed to be this fantastic, amazing um festival everybody goes to this island it was bigged up all over social media and all over you know the internet they got all these influencers to post on exactly the same day about fire festival and then it was an absolute load of pants really and and you know i think that there is a lot of distrust coming back to what you're saying but i think mm -hmm. it's really important that that you be authentic one of the beauties of social media or anything that you're doing and and i think which is really important and you can't ignore it is video video content actually is super important because it is much e it's much easier to come across authentically um and showcase you know who you are people buy from people that will never change so i think certainly one of the things that we try to lean into a lot more with our property business is video even shoving terry on i've got hiccups now even shoving Terry on video, which you hate, mm -hmm. don't you? <laughs> I think I mean that, that's like, one of the. Make sure the most... he's not making that snoring sound in the video. It's <laughs> not going to go down well. No. You had I to film me go around a house the yeah. other day, and you hated every second of it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's one of the most difficult thing I think because you know it's breaking that comfort zones, um, mm. and you know let's say for example if you want to do a live videos, um, just by holding the phone at you, it has such a I don't know, it's such an immense um, oh, impact yeah. on you. Like suddenly you were like, like <clears throat> I, when I first did it, I could not talk. Um, no. Even just to do a normal videos, you know, sometimes it took me like, I don't know, a hundred times just to try to film something. Um, it's building up slowly. And I yeah. think this is, this is the thing. Um, there are lots of ways in which you can actually, um, you don't have to go live with a video. You can pre-record a video. There's a really great um, app which is called, um, oh, what's the name of it now? Uh, teleprompter. So you can um, actually write your script that you want to say in a Word document, and then you can upload it to teleprompter. Okay. And it's like, you know, like an auto cue, and yeah. you can actually do it. And, and it makes life a lot easier. 
but I think you know you just if I would always say if you you're just starting out with it and you're not comfortable doing it pick three things that you want to get across in that that mm. video keep it very simple and just practice you know the beauty of doing it not live is that you can do it a few times and and I think a lot of the time people feel uncomfortable because we don't like how we we only see 40 percent of our good stuff you know mm. everybody else sees the great stuff about us we see 40 percent of it so how we sound how we look we're so self-critical and judgmental yeah, yeah. but you've got to ask question what's at stake if you don't start doing this stuff because if you don't actually start putting yourself out there and talking about what you do and blowing your own trumpet nobody else is going to do that for you and um, i think that was one of the biggest things you know when we were talking about you know how do we bring property um into our lives as a you know uh something we're doing now as a venture especially for me because i really rely on my social presence to get marketing clients that's like my bread and butter business mm -hmm. um how do we come out and how do we how do we find these opportunities and how do we find these investors how do we find these properties and you have to just put yourself out of your comfort yeah. zone and and just start doing it little by little i think it's a bit of a double-edged sword isn't it because you can Yes, you can use it genuinely to build your brand and build your business and, 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 and offer that knowledge that you have, if you have the knowledge. But then there's mm. a lot of people out there that can do the same thing that, 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 you know, that don't have the knowledge to offer, but they're still going to get the same result because anybody can become an expert online, you know, and say anything or, or come across as someone. Um, but, but one of the just a just couple of things, going back to what you said about the chat, gpt thing in the written form of social media i was on um uh, an airbnb group the other day browsing through and someone had asked a question something like you know how can i increase my bookings and there was about five comments and three of them were so long and it was like number one number two number three number oh five. so obvious isn't it so yeah. obvious and then at the, and then at the end of it it was like you know PM me if you want coaching or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of made me laugh. people getting lazy. Um, that's why. Yeah. It does make people lazy. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was so obvious. But if you don't know about like this, what to look for. But then the other thing is, you know, we, you know, I put out a lot of content, right? I do a live every day and then I do two reels every day on, on Facebook and Instagram for our business. And, you know, the engagement's pretty good. You know, it obviously goes up and down, like you said. But what kind of frustrates me a little bit is like we're putting out knowledge. So every day I do a live about service accommodation and then, you know, two reels about service. It's all about service accommodation. And, you know, the views will be pretty good. But then I'll see someone else will post like a picture of a fried breakfast and say like, you know, what's missing from your plate? And there'll be like 50,000 comments. Yeah. You know, it's like. I don't, it's hard to sell value. It's hard to yeah. give away value. You know, people yeah. just like to turn off their brains and just kind of mung out on yeah. social media yeah. and just scroll. And I don't know how easy it is to get them to buy into real value. Like the people who get most following and most engagement are people who are just um, quite, what's the word when they're causing a, because they're marmite they're, they're yeah, yeah, controversial well, controversial that's it yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and they'll just say one thing that causes some controversial uh, engagement and it blows up yeah but they're playing the game to... aren't they they're yeah playing the game with the algorithms because what they do is they do that and then the next one they post the algorithm right. then kind of boosts them up so 
it's not not bad not bad to be controversial actually sometimes mm. um and i think one of the things that i've noticed is a, a shift and you have to excuse terry exiting the screen because the bulldog always seems to do this he's he's now chewing stuff so really sorry everybody who's <laughs> yeah, listening no um he he wants his five minutes of fame so he's got no no value to add though that's the problem so <laughs> but um, no i think involved but the problem is is that that um you know i think when we we think about it, social media is all about it's not all it is about engagement they want you to keep people on platform they want people to engage with you if they think that what you're producing is great content you know getting a lot of decent engagement and they you know dial you up on the algorithm stakes i think you know the the thing that we've got to remember is that people like to see the upside and the downside. In actual fact, you know, people do like a little bit of drama. Um, so, you know, this is why you get all these spammy headlines that, you know, come across and then you're like, then, then they're like something like, oh, you know, don't do this if you don't want to lose a million pounds. Thankfully, this has never happened to me because I know everything about everything. It's, it's, but, you know, it's actually sometimes I think the vulnerability of, you know, people's ups and downs in business, actually telling this, you know, telling the stories, showing that you've got the scars coming out the other side. Sometimes they are they feel a bit more real. And I think people do really crave that level of realness and authenticity. Um, and authenticity is a word I seem to be using a lot lately and, and talking about a lot. Um, but it is true, you know, the more authentic you can be, you know, some of the most successful people I know that, you know, on social media, they don't put on any airs and graces. They, you know, they talk about something, you know, there is, you can go a bit too far with it. You can be a bit, you know, expose yourself a bit too much and, you know, share, be a bit of an oversharer. Mm. I think that is a balance you've got to find because obviously you've got to think about the people that may have never met you before who come across you for the first time could be your ideal customer or the person you're wanting to attract. And then they see you posting something which is, you know, really uncomfortable or really messy. And it can be that thing that puts them off. So you've got to find your, your balance, but it's one of those things that you've just got to try and test. Um, but what you're doing, Alex, the consistency of it, um, I would soon have much fewer followers, but know that they're quality followers mm. than worry about whether something's going to go viral. Because yeah. that, you know, you're, you're like yesterday's chip paper within no time. Yeah, so. yeah we, we had, um, you know, there, there was one particular post that I did. It wasn't a post. It was it was just a reel that I put out and it wasn't. It, and, and this is what kind of really proves your point, right? Every video I put out is property, property, property. And what we think is really good, genuine value that can really help you build your business and, you know, little tips and tricks and advice and, you know, and, and you know, and it does, it does okay. But then I did one video at the airport. It was just a dumb video where I was like, you know, why do people rush to get on a plane? And it got, and it just went absolutely ballistic and it, it got nearly a million views. Mm. it's because people relate to it and also right. it's easy you know no there's a lot why. of on, there's a lot of online fatigue i think though you know you think with covid and everything 
everybody was forced to go online. Everybody was oversold online courses, you know, because that was the only way we could really do business. So everybody was kind of, you know, we went through this period. I think the stats were something like there was a 54% increase in searches for online educational content during COVID. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, people get to a point where they're just like enough, enough. Mm. It's just, it's just a change curve. So we've got to get a little bit more creative about how we do what we do and, you know, think about the way in which we offer and we deliver value, um, you know, because, you know, yes, there is a call for showcasing your wares and showcasing the level of value that you can give. But sometimes actually saying, you know, look, I'm going to give you the benefit of my experience here. But if you want the value, perhaps you've got to pay for it. Perhaps you've got to see what's behind the curtain and actually invest because you know that, you know, there's a whole, you know, people will expect more people can get for free. You know, the people that pay you the least are the people that want the most. And, you know, I think you've got to really be careful about, you know, how much you do give away for free yep. because of Cla these. Claire, whole but what do you think? Because I mean, the reason that, you know, um, we, we, we try and sometimes we do trying to get things to go viral is to get people into the funnels. Mm -hmm. And yes, once they, a lot of people gets into the funnels and it would just kind of trickle down until it kind of spits out the, um, you know, like the, um, I would say like a goal, you know, group of people that that's where, yeah. you know, the things start to get more interesting because you don't mm -hmm. want to, let's say, for example, you don't want to have like a million people to come in into the funnel and a million people to come out because in that case, you're not screening anybody. No. Um, and then you can't no. close any sales. No, um, no, it's too much. Yeah. No, and, and yeah, and you're right. I mean, I think when you're thinking about your marketing funnel, you've got to think about those entry points. Where are those people coming in? How are they coming to you? What is it that's actually brought them to you in the first place? Um, the crux of it is, though, you know, what is that next logical step that somebody's going to take with you? How do you tip them on to going into that journey with you? I mean, um, there we go. No problem. This is brilliant. That's <laughs> all right. It's fine. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. My little girl, she's actually, she's with me. So. Oh, okay. So we're in good company. <laughs> not, not so Terry, Terry's just had to exit. I feel really bad because he's uh, had to go and sort that, that okay. pesky no problem. Out, but, um, but no, I mean, I think, you know, we've really talked about social media quite a lot, but there is a lot to how you fill, fill your funnel, how you get people to trip into it and actually how you get them to you know go down that next logical step with you and take that next logical step on the journey. Do you think, Claire, that you can, do you think that you can do it alone um, as someone who, because, you know, when, when me and Pooh were starting out, I mm. said, look, why don't we get someone in to take over the social, like to take care of the socials? Mm -hmm. um, and we decided against it, you know, because it was a new business. And as with any business, right, cost is an issue. You want to, you know, you want to keep your outgoings down. So I kind of took it over and I, you know, and I do what I can, you know, and I just, I do my Facebook and Instagram. I try and do it, get a bit out on TikTok as consistently as I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on, is it is it is it the right thing to do if you don't have all of that knowledge because there's like i said at the beginning there's so much to it right yeah. when when you post where you post what you're posting how does it look mm -hmm. are we using captions are we using third-party software 
da 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 da. You know, yeah. and it can be it can turn into a full time job. And oh yeah, it can easily. It takes up so much time. Um, yeah, to schedule and that's not even your, your gated content, your lead magnets, setting out your landing pages, exactly. setting out your and it's you not know, just posting stuff. It, it's I, I I post all the stuff, and then I have to think right now. I've scheduled all that. Now I've got to go in and go across all the platforms and comment on stuff and, mm. you know, to get other people to comment and follow people. Mm-hmm. So they'll follow. Yeah. It's like, you know, so. It is a lot. It is a lot. And I think, you know, the, the problem is, and, and you made a really valid point as well, you know, it's not just all about what we share. It's about actually how we engage and how we do that outreach mm. activity. You know, we've got to actually physically get out there. And reciprocity is a really important thing yeah. when it comes to your social media activity. Um, this is why, you know, unfortunately, sometimes when you're starting out in business, there's a couple of things obviously resources limiting time and money Mm. um you know you're trying to find your feet as a new business owner you know you need to market your business but you don't have the funds to employ someone so you've got to try and learn it yourself and i think it's really i think one the beauty of actually being able to get online is there is so much that you can learn by just going through watching youtube videos watching videos on TikTok. You, you can cobble together the knowledge to serve you in the short term. And it depends on your confidence levels as well, because everybody is very different. Sometimes people will think, oh, I just post, I'm quite happy doing it. You know, it's absolutely fine. It's posting if they're directionless and they don't actually know what that next step is. If all they're doing is chucking stuff out there and they're not doing anything else, all they're creating is awareness or they're driving is a little bit of exposure, but they're not actually generating that interest and desire in what it is they're actually selling or what it is they're actually trying to achieve. Um, so I think, you know, there are, there is, it's horses for courses in a lot of respects, mm. but I certainly would say when you get to a point and you can afford it, or you've got the headspace to actually get some, some extra knowledge from somebody who can actually help you and mentor you. You know, I, I used to teach marketing to business owners. So I know the value in actually learning how to do marketing and how to establish a marketing system it's so much it's so much more beneficial to a business when you know how your marketing Mm -hmm. system needs to hang together Mm -hmm. but as i said at the very beginning if you can take one thing one platform wherever your wherever your ideal audience is hanging out and be really consistent with what you're sharing even if it's just three times a week you're posting three times a week, but you're making sure that each each day you're going out and you're commenting. You make sure that you are um, at least trying to build email data, um, you know, just, sit, you know, getting ways that you can get yep. people out of the social media conversation and into actually having more meaningful conversations with them outside of that environment. Um, but essentially, you know, businesses need marketing hands down you you have to do it some people rely on it just through you know networking and word of mouth but it's not sustainable you won't grow Mm. a business if you're just relying on word of mouth Claire, I think this is, uh, you know, some of the things that are quite misleading in uh, when it comes to service accommodations um, you know strategies um, because a lot of people were relying too much on the online travel agencies Mm. when it comes to you know listing your properties um, yeah. to get it out to the market. And, and I totally get it that, you know, the online travel agencies, they have so much reach. Mm. Yeah, their, their marketing budget is on another universe levels, yeah. you know. So yeah. it, it's in some way, it, it's great. But what would you do to be able to bring more clients in-house directly? Yeah. 
what what well, are the things that would you know what would be like i don't know three things that you would do or yeah so um first of all i would make sure that i maximize every opportunity that i have from anybody who comes through from one of those booking sites so you know yes it's difficult to use those platforms to you know say oh you know you'll get 10 off next time if you book directly with me but certainly as soon as somebody enters your property as in my view they're fair game mm -hmm. so you've got to create an enticing way you've got to first of all lead with great experience right, you know, make them feel really special so that they want to come directly to you. Uh, and your customer service levels are as important a marketing tool as mm. anything else. Um, you know, but capturing them, getting their email address, getting the, a, a way for them di to directly um, book with you is, is key. So you can have physical items there. You can give them um, ways in which they can, you know, QR codes are great. Yeah. you know fill out our survey tell us you know tell us how you felt you know directly rather than going through the booking sites so that's the first thing is you know actually make sure that you can capture a way in which you can directly market to them mm. the other thing is you know create exposure talk about your business showcase your properties especially with service accommodation we've been through this journey where we've actually shown people what we've been doing from start to finish mm -hmm. so that people can see the transformation because you know equally there are service accommodation properties out there that haven't necessarily always been the best for people some people have had bad experiences before trust is really important when somebody's coming to stay with you so you can show that journey and i think social media plays a massive role within that um, I think the other way is actually thinking about how you can maybe use referrals and things like that, you know, so actually how yep, you can yep. leverage it's your really networks, good. how you can leverage um, other people, um, actually creative ways in which you can go out and find guests. So if you're in an area where you're targeting contractors, then go out to the local businesses, put your brochure together, send it to them in the post, follow it up. Did you get that? Do what's your current situation? Have conversations. Um, don't be afraid to actually go out and you're, you're providing a service. And I think one of the things, this is one of the things that a lot of SA people will have come across when you're trying to build relationships with letting agents, because letting agents notoriously do not you know, want to always to deal with, with us, you. do they? Yeah. They don't necessarily understand the value. I mean, I short of F off and die a couple of times um only a couple you know, yeah. only a couple it it is really you know and and i and i felt it myself and i know other people you know we've, we've had conversations about it haven't we terry where it's just like oh god i'm going in there you know and they're going to just tell me to get lost but actually what you've got to remember is we're offering a service we're offering a really valuable value for money service because you think there's a recent study done i think where the average hotel price per night is 100 quid across the country so when you think about how many people can come and stay in a service accommodation property how much money you're saving how much more yeah, comfortable massive. it is all of the benefits i think we as service accommodation people have to get into our heads that actually um we are doing a fantastic service for people and if if, if other people can't see that then that's down to them but by going and having conversations don't think of it as sales where you're going to get told no think of it as you're serving somebody you're yes. giving them the benefit of your the value that you can offer and i think you know the that will naturally help build build your confidence when you're having those conversations and it only takes a couple of wins for you to actually start think, thinking 
well, actually, I can I can do more of this. Mm. So for me, I think those are some of the key things that you should be doing. But you do have to do the legwork. You, you can't sit. It's not the field of dreams. It's not you've got to build it and they will come. Yeah. You've got to no, get out It, it has to be um, quite organic as well that we build our, our client list. Um, we do a lot of email marketing campaigns, um, you know, and we do. I, I think one of the things that we like a lot is referrals. Uh, like you said that, you know, we, we actually, let's say, for example, we've got um, one of the guys who stayed with us before. And then suddenly, he, you know, his the other people, uh, he recommended to to them. And obviously we just pay them, you know, like, I don't know, 150 pounds, 200 pounds. Yeah. But for the chunk that we got from from that booking yeah. is massive. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's worth it's it. word of mouth, yeah. So. It is. You know, in any business, you have got to speculate to accumulate. You have got to, you know, put a bit of investment into it, yeah. wherever you mm-hmm. feel that investment needs to be, whether that's time, a bit of money. You know, if you don't have the money, um, you know, certainly it, it can become an expensive thing. So find other people that you can, uh, you know, work with, that you can leverage, that you can, you know, create powerful relationships with. This Mm. is a very, very people orientated industry. So, uh, you know, you've got to get good with people. You've got to get good at talking to people. Um, And I think, you know, that would be something that would really benefit anybody. Just, you know, getting out there, just getting out you never grow inside your comfort zone, by the way. You've got to get out out of your comfort zone for it to feel comfortable, you know. So it's all of those things. It's a growth. It's a growth journey. We're yeah. all on it. Yeah. I think with the um, with the agents, and, you know, I'm sure you guys are finding out, it's a big misconception that these agents are the experts, right? A lot of them are mm-hmm. school leavers, you know, it's a temporary job or whatever. They know nothing about property. And, you know, we have this conversation a lot and, you know, working with some of our mentees, teaching them, you know, ways of speaking to agents and and trying to get them to change their mindset and start to realize that with the knowledge that they now have, you know, they know more than the agents do. So part of the problem is when you're talking to agents is that they just, because they don't have the same level of knowledge as you do, they don't understand what it is that you're selling. So you've got to be really, really clear with what it is that you're selling. Because I think when you're nervous and you you go in there and you mm. just kind of vomit all this information and it all comes out a million miles an hour and a confused mind says no, right? So that's why I think a lot of people don't have much luck. Um, and something where I always makes me realize this is whenever you're speaking to agents about things like lease options, you know, every agent says, well, oh, I've never heard about this. How does this work? This is interesting. Um, and, and, and that's when you're like, wow, you know, I, I know a lot more than these agents. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you can change your mindset into thinking like that, as yeah. well as the fact that, yes, we're providing this fantastic opportunity for these landlords um you know it can yeah. help you kind of improve your win Definitely. your win rates i think you know i i think it's the experience that you you know you get by doing some of this you know i think you do have to go through a little bit of that uncomfortableness oh, um to actually feel it and i think it's also about surrounding yourself with people who um understand what you're trying to achieve and where you are because 
you know, I certainly I'm going to hand this one, you know, this bit over to Terry. But, um, you know, certainly when we joined our mastermind group for property, you you'd never done anything like that before, had you? No, no. Um, and it was a real uncomfortable situation initially. You thought it was going to be. But I mean, I don't know if you want to share the value of actually being around people who are on that same journey and are going through some of the Sorry, same Sorry, Terry, so what were the things that uh, you felt uncomfortable with? Well, um, just just being in great, um, great big group, not so much, well, big groups of people that I didn't yeah. know talking about um, their different ways they've done things and stuff like that. And probably the first time I'd done it, it was completely out of my comfort zone. And after about, I don't know, three or four hours in, I then started to get involved a little bit. And the more I felt like I got involved, the more easy it became. And then probably now, seven months in, I can't wait till we go for the next, for the next month and stuff like nice. that now. So I think it's a case of, you know, you kind of start to realize as well, the more you talk to people that they actually, you have this expectation that everybody's got their shit together and they know what's yeah. going on. But right. actually you realize that everybody's kind of got the same kind of concerns as you, or yeah. there's gaps in their knowledge. You always think you're going to be the one who's got nothing valuable to contribute. Mm. But actually I've sat there a few times with Terry and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I didn't know that Terry. And he's like, well, yeah, because yeah, they said that last time I was too busy talking probably. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, well, they said that last time. Yeah, so. quite, it, it's impossible to, to kind of digest everything, you know, because there's so much going on. I think when, when you're in the right room, um, mm. you know, with the same crowd uh, going in the same directions, there's just so much knowledge going in, so much input. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's great what, with what Alex said about it is about getting your mindset right. I think, you know, what you guys do is what you guys do is brilliant because you're helping people not only understand the, the nuances of their business and, and property, but you're helping with their mindset as well. And I think that's the beauty of, of, of mentorship and yep. learning. And, you know, if we all had it all figured out, we'd all be minted, wouldn't we? We've just got to, mm. you know, just got to learn what you can and do bit by bit. I think sometimes people compare themselves too much mm. to mm. other it's people. The biggest, it's the biggest problem I think there is today is, is that we pedestalize everybody else and we beat ourselves up and we think everyone's like you say has got their shit together everyone's making a ton of money right because it's social media it all comes back to that everyone's yeah. selling the, the good life yeah. you know and the, and the the you know the big bookings and the fast cars um then they shut they're off not... the computer and go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're not talking about all that money that they put down the drain on facebook ads because they had no clue what they were doing <laughs> yeah yeah 100 yeah, 100%, yeah. And I've, I think this I've, is... I've done that. I've gone, oh, I'm going I'm I'm to put a five pound into Facebook ads and you put you buy, buy, and then you sit there, you're waiting for the, all the results. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so true. But, you know, it's all a learning curve. And I think, you know, marketing is, is something I'm really passionate about. And I think, you know, you don't have to know it all inside and out. You just have to know a little bit and gradually build on it and ask mm. people, you know, ask people what's worked for them. Um, you know, if, if something's working for someone else, give it a try. Marketing's all about evaluation. You've got to look at it, see if it's working, but never, ever rest on your laurels and assume that what you're doing today is going to work tomorrow. tomorrow because 100 percent. Yeah. Mm. We, we, we don't, especially with social media, we don't control that space yeah. mm -hmm. and the OTAs. Yeah. 
sites we yeah. don't control those either are them you know if they come back tomorrow and say they're going to put their prices up by five percent yeah. you know yeah, how much cash flow damage does yeah. that cause you know how much does that impact the business so yes. you know the the way forward is get people directly have conversations get repeat bookings deal with people as directly as you can and automate as much of it as you possibly mm. can to yep. save your time yeah yeah fantastic good, thank you what advice. a brilliant tips yeah thank you so um why don't we just spend just a few minutes talking about this property that you've just you've taken on an an SA unit right and where, yeah. where's that where's that located that's in Winchester Winchester my geography is awful. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell me exactly where that is. I'm, I'm not much better. I'll let you explain just, where we're just above is. Southampton, basically. Southampton. And that's yeah. in the Hampshire. north Hampshire. near Scotland, right? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> Hampshire. Yeah, oh, right. Right. Where, where are you guys based? Yeah. Where, where are you guys based? We're is Southampton. That in Southampton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we're Southampton. So you've, so you've just opened, and how's that going? Has that been live for a little bit or a while? Ooh, or? We had our first guest. So we're, we're, on, we're Monday. So we had our first guests Friday in this property. Wow. Um, so it was a six-week turnaround, wasn't it? Yeah. From the date we got the keys, which was the 13th of October. And we finished it Friday pretty much. Yeah, it? I was running in there with a microwave and trying to fix a boiler that yeah. decided to pack up about an hour and a half before the guests yes. arrived. So, yeah. you know, all those things that happen. But um, got a five-star review out of Fantastic. that. Awesome. So really, and really is that is that an apartment or a flat or a house? or? No, it's an 18th century grade two listed building with a spiral staircase wow. in the middle. So we were really lucky with it, but it's been a ball ache, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's beautiful, but it's a, it was a real, uh, for a, for a, uh, all character properties are, aren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It belonged so to the brewery, didn't it? It did. It yep. belonged to the brewery many years ago. Right. So yep. it's the, so are you targeting a uh, leisure the whole time or? Uh, yeah, so it's definitely more of a people visiting Winchester Experience, property. Yep. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that come over from America and China and yep. London. You know, they visit the area, Australia, because it's a very, it's a bit like Cambridge. It's got a lot of heritage. Yes. So yep. we're seeking Arthur and the cathedral yep. where they filmed part of the Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, it's just, you know, and it's, it's also a really good location to go down to sort of Southampton. They've got the We've got lovely new forests not far from where we are. And, you know, so people kind of kind of come and use it as a base. So, uh, yeah, we've got that one up and running. Um, but, yeah, it's early days. It's early days, isn't mm -hmm. it? You had a few experiences, didn't you, when we were decorating it and getting it already? Like, uh, what happened to the ceiling again? In the well, the, it seemed like so, some some evenings I was getting, I thought I'd, I'd do half hour or more and then I'll roll a one bit of ceiling and then the ceiling would decide to just pack up and come down, basically, where it was oh, all... God. It was all... <laughs> it was just so old, some of it, and... You've but actually added so much value looks, to the it property. It does look stunning now. It does look great. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's wow. a shameless plug, but it's the old brewery boardroom in Winchester. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get that plug in. Did so, you guys yeah. have to put? A, did you guys have to put a lot of investment into this one? Or? More than we. More than we expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. I, I don't mind share. It was probably. Do you mind if I share the amount? It was probably, we probably put about, no, we don't it, have to, was, yeah. I don't know for the listeners, but you, it was, it, it was, was, it was, but it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It was more it than was we wanted it. to spend. Yeah. 
Mm. But I think and, and the rates the rates that you can achieve um, is that something that you can pull it back within a couple of months? Um, let's say six to seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. If we if we achieve, uh, I think if we achieve occupancy rates of at least fifty percent, yeah, then we should be all right within about eight months with it. Right, fantastic. Um, yeah. But you know, we you, we did spend a lot of time uh, how we furnished it. We knew we were going to go over with our budget. Mm. Um, there are so so many amazing things that you can pick up out there that yeah. um, you know obviously don't compromise on your beds. Or, yeah, no, bedding no, yeah. or anything like yeah. that but yeah. you know we, we we got a few really nice items really nice bargains and when you start off with this vision i think this is the beauty of sa for anybody who's thinking about it is it gives you that scope to be really creative mm. um because you are providing a guest experience you're providing a service um and so if you come across a little gem like we have and you can work with it to create something that's a bit different um it, it really is a nice you know if, it, if we didn't have all the time pressures and other other day jobs i think it wouldn't have been so stressful it would have been mm. more of a labor of love but we got so far into it like we can't stop now no, just got i to think keep where we're where we're both hands on as well it kind of saved us like if we had to get trades people in it would have been yeah. even longer yep. yeah so, or or yeah. probably we wouldn't have taken it on i, I don't yeah. think yeah. yeah, just because the costs would have spiraled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but, you guys are amazing because you complement each other so well in in a different areas. Oh, you know, thanks. It's, uh, it's really good. So, yep. Thanks. Um, appreciate that. Yeah, amazing. So. But yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been good. We're still very early days with it, um, but you know, so far so good. Yep. Awesome. So. Love to see some pictures. Is there any way we can see some pictures? Yes. So if you pop over to our Facebook page or to our Instagram and just look for X plus stays, that's X P L U S stays, you'll be able to have a look at uh, the photos that we've been putting up there. Um, and it's listed on Airbnb. We're yep. due to, we, we still haven't got it on bookings.com yet, actually, which we need to, but um, our website is under development at the moment. So okay. we, I think we need, we need your address yeah. so we can put it all in the show notes so everyone can yeah. find you. So brilliant. We'll send that to you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even as a marketer, our website's not up and running yet. So, you know, you just do what you got to do. So you're also doing that as well, Claire, you're doing the marketing consultancy as well as the service accommodation stuff. So you're still yeah. active in that. Yeah. 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 So still cool. marketing consulting is, you know, a big part of my, mm -hmm. my life. And uh, mm. that's something that I do. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that really, really changing anytime soon. I think for us, you know, to have Terry working on our properties full time would yeah. be the ultimate objective. Yep. But so yeah. So what's, what's your, what's your goals? I mean, what's your, your vision? What are you trying to, to get to? And well, God, this is if you find out if we're aligned or not, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first and I'll say I agree. Yeah. Now, our goal is to probably, within probably six months, drop a day doing re house refurbs full time yeah. at the minute so I can spend a bit more time um, on our own stuff. And eventually, I do, we, well, I definitely do want to do it, do my stuff full time. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Find more. Like, this this one i was like doing a full day's work then having to go there in the evening till 10 o'clock every weekend that type of thing whereas if if i could do that 
as my day job for two or three days a week. Um, yeah. Yeah. That way would. Yeah. That's that's the goal. That's the yeah. goal. Property full time for you, definitely. For me, um, I have aspirations to blend property and marketing in the long term so um whether that's you know i've got a few things um on my mind for next year that i'd like mm. to build into it i mean um edu- the educational side of of marketing and stuff like that so that's kind of where i'm at but i think for us equally you know it is it, it you know if you do property right it can be very lucrative we want to mm. provide we want to provide a legacy for our daughter we want you know a future that's financially really Just stable um secure you know we, we've got another property strategy that we're looking at which, we, which we're doing as well at the moment so you know we're fortunate there just yeah. really leaning into the marketing to try and bring um some more bring of that more, to fruition yeah mm. yeah definitely but i think you do get a bit of a bug for it don't you i mean you guys know you're in property once you start get move, moving with it and you mm. kind of see you know there's so many things when you get into property that you don't realize so many creative ways of being involved in the property world um and that really excites me um and i think you know terry's just so good with building so it'd be stupid to not use his skills and talents in that area i have found out one big thing i think in property like everybody is willing to share their knowledge whereas i think other other different trades and professions people don't always share their knowledge but i think in property mm. It's true. There's always someone to ask, and someone's mm. always got a good answer. Yep. Well, that, yeah, that's true. our experience. Is, yeah, I'm glad you're concurring yeah, with that's that. Our, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yep. what I think. Yeah, same, yep. Come to yeah. I, find, I find that all my questions, I just go to Pooh and he answers them all. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. He didn't realize I used Chat, chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Alex. One said, number one, you have to do this. So, guys, listen, as we get close to the golden hour, it's about this time of the podcast where I like to ask a little bit of a personal question, if you don't mind. Have I got your permission? Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'm a big advocate. Well, I think we both are mental health these days right everybody's got their demons and their struggles and their challenges cost of living you know mortgages you know stress levels through the roof so i'm all about speaking about it being open being honest being vulnerable i am who is i think it's great for the world to just discuss this stuff so i like to ask all of our guests probably in uh, you know individually and and collectively are you happy? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, are, are you, you happy, happy in where you are, how you're feeling, where you're going? Um, yeah, how, just how how do you feel in yeah, general? I think, I'll go first. You this, this year has had ups and downs, to be honest. Um, a few months ago, maybe not so happy for different reasons. Um, but where we're heading and where we're going now, then yes, I'll say I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, no. You have to say you're happy now. <laughs> no, no, no. I would say I would say no. Not not always, uh, and that's the truth of it. And I don't think anybody is. Um, you know, burnout is a real thing. And when you're trying to build a business and you've got big aspirations and things don't go according to plan, or you're tired or you're worried or you're stressed, or, you know, you've got general life pressures, 
it is really difficult, I think, to be happy all the time. Yeah. Today, much happier than I probably was on mm. Thursday. Um, so am I happy? It depends what day you ask me. Am I grateful? 100%. Mm. 100% grateful that I get these opportunities, um, that I, I have the life I have, but it's come at sacrifice and I've worked bloody hard for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't take anything for granted. I am very happy with, you know, the elements of my life. But mm. would I say where I'm 100 percent where I want it to be? And I'm, I can say I'm 100 percent content and happy. No, mm. is the honest answer. Mm. Yeah. But it will. I will be. Yeah. Um, not yep. right now. You're on, on, on the right path for it. Mm. That's yeah. Appreciate the honesty. I, I think it's so important kind of going back to what we was talking about earlier. It it honestly looks all the time like the people that you follow or that you look up to or pedestalize have got it all wrapped up and it's not we just life. know it's not the case yeah, not everybody has got one face on social media in networking events in courses in trainings and then they get in the car they close the door they get home they're in front of people that they trust and can be completely honest and vulnerable with and it's a different person yeah, you know yeah. Hopefully not all the time, but a lot of the time. So it's just yeah. so important not to sit there and think, shit, I'm alone, struggling. It's not working. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, it's yeah. um, it's not the case. So it's it's good no. to know that everybody's kind of got their challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're all human. We're And if we, if we don't have emotions and feelings, we're psychopaths. So, you know, mm. ultimately, you know, we all, we all have to... Um, Take what you see as a pinch of salt because people aren't going to share with you the true crap side mm. of what's mm. going on. Um, so, you know. Yeah. I think the go. only real, the real, the only real happy one is your bulldog who's snoozing yeah. and <laughs> snoring snoring away. Oh, God, I don't want to listen to this back. <laughs> I want to be a, I want to be a dog. You know, I was, at, I was at, I was at my house last night um uh, where my house where my sister lives and um she's got this sausage dog which is basically like just runs the house and she's got this like beautiful long um you know sofa you know with all the throw pillows and all the rest of it and i'm sitting in this little single chair and i'm looking at the dog and he's literally laid out on a throw across the whole <laughs> sofa on his side snoring with his tongue hanging out i just thought yeah, they are happy. Yeah. I, I would yeah. I would come back as a dog, definitely. Yeah. yeah. A well loved good, dog. Especially him. He he it's better he's sleep snoring than yeah, chewing up yeah. stuff because that's yeah. usual. Mm. That's usual stuff. Well, guys, it's been uh, it's been an incredible um, podcast. So much knowledge and information and advice from both of you guys. So yeah. so yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Claire and Terry Payne. We'll put all your information in the show notes of where everybody can find you and, and see the beautiful properties that you're creating. And yeah, for your marketing consultancy as well. You know, I'm happy that we've now got a best friend who's like a marketing expert because we can just well, you know, call Claire am, every yeah. day with, yeah. with <laughs> when we need it. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. Um, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all Brilliant. next week for the next yeah. Airbnb Nuggets podcast. Thanks for thanks, having guys. us. Thanks, guys. Catch you Thank next you. time. Thank you. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. Now. Bye.